Hello and welcome to the European Patients Podcast, your source for scintillating conversation and news around the world of patient advocacy and empowerment. This podcast is brought to you by the European Patients Forum, the leading voice of patient organizations in Europe. My name is Dante Diulio and I'm the Communication Manager for EPF and your host on today's pod. Today's episode will be discussing the EPF Congress 2021. In November 2019, the EPF Congress marked the first ever European level Congress on patient involvement organized by the patient community. With over 300 participants in attendance under the theme of advancing meaningful patient involvement, the Congress provided an opportunity for stakeholders to come together in exploring the concept and practice of patient involvement at different levels and in different contexts. The Congress paved the way for further action towards embedding patient involvement in healthcare policy and practice. With the success of the first Congress, EPF would like to announce its forthcoming second iteration in 2021 under the broad theme of the digital transformation of healthcare. The EPF Congress 2021 will take place over four days between October 26th to the 29th in a completely virtual setting. To help give some great context and greater insight regarding the EPF Congress 2021 today, we've invited EPF President Marco Greco and EPF's Director of Policy, Kaiser Imanim. Welcome to you both. Hope you're having a lovely day thus far. Thank you. Thank you. Great. Uh, now, Marco, you've been president of EPF since 2014. Uh, I wasn't here in 2019, but what was the original rationale behind the EPF Congress and how did the first Congress exceed your expectations? Well, you know, the, the original idea was actually to, to create a space for uh, an open and uh, direct uh, dialogue with all our stakeholders, mainly with our members, for um, um, making clear the position of the patient's community in, about different matters, about different subjects. And we thought, we thought that it would have been uh, a good idea to, to create a, indeed a, a, a real Congress to, to give, in order to give the space to every member to express its position on the subject of the year. No? And uh, so uh, the first year was about uh, patient engagement and uh, I think it worked out very well. Patient engagement was something we have been talking for many years uh, everybody was, every stakeholder was somehow promoting activities about patient engagement, about defining patient engagement, and we thought, okay, why we don't start from our point of view? So, in these, I think the Congress has exceeded all our expectations for the success we had in 2019. I firmly believe it will happen the same uh, next year. Uh, or I should say in a few months, and uh, that's exactly the point. I mean, uh, let's start from the patient's point of view, and uh, let's talk with all the other stakeholders. Oh, wonderful, wonderful. Uh, now, Kaiser, you were actually involved in developing the concept for this, uh, for 2021. Why the choice of digital transformation of healthcare? Uh, yes, um, digitalization actually affects all aspects of healthcare. Um, because it promises to lead to care that is higher quality, safer, and also more sustainable to the health systems. But it also holds this promise of transforming healthcare into a much more participatory and empowering process. So um, patients, obviously, as healthcare users, should be central to all these reflections. 
Um, there are also several challenges to digitalization, which we need to discuss from questions around ethics and equity to the need to ensure that the regulatory and legislative frameworks at European level and in member states will be transparent and fit for purpose. Um, and of course, digital tools should start from the needs of patients and should be co-designed with them to ensure that technology actually supports person-centered healthcare and leads to better outcomes for patients which by extension leads to better value for society. And we want our governance and regulatory frameworks to be inclusive and include patients. So um, at the moment at European level, digitalization is one of the current commission's headline priorities and the creation of a European health data space is one of the main tasks of the commissioner for health. So this topic is very timely. And of course, it's also timely in the sense that the, the COVID-19 pandemic has led to a rush to implement e-health services in many countries at a scale that is really unprecedented, but also very uneven as we hear from our members. And many patients have highlighted the unequal availability of these services across the EU. So we would aim to build the learnings from this and from our patient communities experiences into the Congress program. Now, it must be quite fitting um, that you're focusing on the digital transformation of healthcare and the Congress will go completely virtual in 2021. Do you envision that the structure of the of the uh, Congress will, will match 2019 or how will it change in the virtual setting? Is this for me? Yes, yes, or, or either or you can continue. <laughs> okay, so the, the Congress, just like the previous one, but I think this time perhaps even more so will be co-produced with our membership. And given the public health situation right now and the uncertainties about how this will evolve during the next year, we have decided to hold the event in two stages. So we will have a virtual Congress over a one week period in October 2021, which will be followed by a physical event in Brussels, which we hope to organize in the spring of 2022. So we hope this will enable us to make the most of digital technologies ourselves, whilst not missing out on the benefits of bringing people actually together for continuing the discussions. And as, as usual with our events, we will combine plenary sessions with interactive breakout discussions in this uh, case in a virtual context where we will explore specific questions in more depth with all the different stakeholders. I think it strikes a perfect balance, uh, so it's kudos on that. Now, Marco, while it's still early on as, uh, as the Congress is going to happen in about uh, 10, to, 10 to 11 months, what are the objectives of the Congress for 2021? Uh, I think we can um, underline at least uh, three main uh, goals for us. The first one is to, to get a common definition of digital transformation of healthcare. We need to, to start speaking the same language. There are a lot ongoing about this subject, but uh, still uh, from very different perspectives. Sometimes uh, you have the impression that we're not even talking about the same thing. So we need to identify uh, among these huge concepts what is really needed uh, for patients in order to, to improve um, the, the healthcare experience and the healthcare access at the end of the day. Uh, not every digital transformation uh, has at the core of it uh, the patient uh, perspective and the, the experience of the patient and the priority of the, of the patients, and that has to be uh, there. 
So I think this is probably the, the, the first goal of this Congress, to give to our members the possibility of expressing their point of view and to tell uh, what is really needed in digital transformation. This will uh, lead to help prioritizing also the, um, the strategic developments of, uh, of our of the patient community plans over the next years. But uh, we'll also start the dialogue with all the other stakeholders. That is essential. I mean, it's not only to get to um, a more specific point of view from the patient perspective, but this point of view will be much more valued if it is shared since the beginning with all the other stakeholders involved in the in the processes and in the policy developments and in the legislative developments. Um, the third goal uh, is uh, probably to, um, to, you know, to, to show once again that uh, if we start a new concept, co-designing it, the outcomes will be not only much better, but also more efficient, also from the cost perspective. So it's a priority for us uh, to, to develop new strategies, to develop new policies that uh, on the one hand uh, should guarantee a better access to treatment and better access to health, to the healthcare systems for patients. And on the other hand, they have to be sustainable. They have to uh, cut costs that are unnecessary in order to be more efficient in addressing the resources where they are really needed. And at the end of the day, this is a common benefit, both for the patient community, for the other stakeholders, and the, for the community in general. It's great that you mentioned co-designing because I think in, in a virtual setting, you're you're more likely to have many more participants. I think in 2019, you had 300 plus so I'm sure for 2021, maybe you can go 500 or 600. So the, the, the possibilities for greater co-designing and feedback is much greater. And I think it'll result in, uh, in a better event as well. I agree. Um, that's, uh, that's one of the points. This Congress makes sense uh, if we involve as much person as possible within our stakeholders. It's important to have this very open and honest dialogue. And uh, I would say is uh, is also essential if uh, the, all the participants will and will feel will have the perception of um, of a free space to express their point of view and for having the possibility indeed of giving a contribution because if you don't contribute then you're not to design. And if I can add something, that is also the reason why the Congress since the very beginning has been designed as a uh, not as a yearly congress but for happening every two years because we need the the time also for um, for preparing everybody needs to be very prepared to, to before attending this congress we need to, to tune the the sessions and uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be good um one very final thing the congress is also the one of the the reason why this Congress is peculiar is that it is biphasic. It's not only the four days of the Congress, it, it is what happened also in the months after the Congress. One of the biggest success of the 2019 Congress has been that even during the pandemic in 2020, we have been keep on working on the outcomes of the Congress and we have been keep on tuning 
the results and the documents coming out from the previous Congress. So that's why I would say this is a very open invitation for the session in 2021, but hopefully this is already an invitation uh, uh, in a person session that we hope to host a few months after. Oh, it's, it's great that you say that, that you talk about the, the follow-up to the Congress, and this is a perfect segue into to Kaisa because with such a diverse audience of various stakeholders, um, I guess, how will your policy work in the coming year build up to the event? Oh, yes, actually, um, we will be continuing our engagement in digital health, which has already been significant since um, several years. Um, we will be working on different policy topics, uh, also to engage our members more in digital health topics, um, from artificial intelligence to data sharing, for example. We have two initiatives with our membership and our internal working groups on those. Um, and of course, we will engage in a lot of communication efforts um, collectively to, to publicize the event and to prepare our membership for it. Um, I think in terms of concrete policy impact, we would hope to generate also recommendations that policymakers, but also healthcare pr practitioners and the relevant industry stakeholders could use afterwards to improve their capacity to work in partnership with patients. Um, digital health is maybe an area where there is potential for more patient involvement, both in practice and in policy. So we hope to create new partnerships and networks connecting patients with um, digital innovators, innovators as well as policymakers. Wonderful. Now, I'm, I'm not going to take up too much more of your time, but uh, as you know, as the year goes on, We'll be featuring upcoming participants and speakers to further delve into the digital transformation of healthcare as we lead up to Congress 2021. But kind of, do you have any last words or advice to the patient community regarding the Congress before we leave? If you don't come, you will miss something great. I think that's all. <laughs> great, great. Kaiser, what about yourself? No, I completely agree. Um, I would also say that if you have a wonderful experience or case study that you uh, want us to know about, um, please do get in touch with us uh, soon, please. Okay, that's wonderful. Great, great, great last words. Thank you so much for your time. I know you're busy today, but we'll speak to you soon and we'll definitely have you on the podcast again. Thanks so much, Marco. Thank Thanks so much, Kaiser. Thank you, Dante. Okay, bye-bye. Well, thank you once again to our president, Marco Greco, and director of policy, Kaiser Imanim, for joining us today to help announce the EPF Congress 2021 and their expectations for the patient community. We kindly remind you to check out the Congress website, www.epfcongress.eu, for all news and information regarding the event. Just a reminder that the Congress will be held on October 26th to 29th in a completely virtual setting. that's it for today's episode of the European Patients Podcast, your source for all things related to patient advocacy and empowerment in Europe. You can keep up to date on all EPF news by following us on Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn, and by checking out our website, www.eu-patient.eu. We'll see you next time. Be well and stay safe.